We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. You know what time it is? It's time for brunch talk, y'all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love that. Other than nom nom nom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here we go with our brunch talk. I've listened to a few podcasts where there's like, uh, what is it, like a hype man before yeah. the host comes on. I think we should get a hype man or hi- hype woman, you know, like coming to the stage. We've got <laughs> Julie Kraftchick and UA Shu for brunch talk. UA, you could just do it. We don't have to hire a hype man. That's true. You're right. Yeah, I just did it. <laughs> Oh, it is a heat wave right now for brunch. That's I heard. I heard it's really hot in SF. It is hot. It's great, though. You know, I'll take it all day, any day, but it is hot. Hot, hot, hot. Hot. Not (laughs) as hot as Austin. Not as hot as Austin. I got back from there, 100 degrees every day, so definitely not as hot. Oh, my God. We were in pools every single day. It was just so hot. You have to be. Yeah. The humidity really kills my hair. (laughs) Yep. I did not have any brunches in Austin, but I did eat a lot of tacos and barbecue. $100 worth of barbecue. So good. So good. We clearly did not know how to order. We're like, "Uh, I think we ordered for four people, not two. Oops. (laughs) That's okay. That is okay. You're only in the city like once every few years. You know? It's okay to take advantage. And it's true. You really don't get the same type of barbecue on the West Coast. No. You just don't. No. They don't do it this way. That's why I was like, I don't need to do brunch. Like eggs are pretty much the same everywhere. Although a breakfast taco would have been good. Mm. That would have been good. That sound pretty good. But also I'm like, it's basically just eggs in a tortilla. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Depends on the sauce. I realize yeah. everything is about the sauce That's and the true. seasoning. That's true. Mm. I swore I wasn't going to have tacos for at least two weeks, but maybe I'll make a breakfast taco. Yeah, a breakfast taco. <laughs> we recently went to this very sceny brunch spot in LA called Catch. Okay. And it's in West Hollywood. It's one of those places where 
I kind of knew it would be like this, but you walk in and all everybody looks the same. They're dressed the same. Their makeup's the same. Uh, everyone's on their phone. But the best part was I went to the bathroom, right? So I was behind five girls going into the bathroom. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to wait in line. We get into the restroom. None of them went to the stalls. They were all just taking photos inside the bathroom because the bathroom oh was very gosh. pretty. So I was, I was like, what? is this place like why are people here taking pictures in the bathroom taking pictures for each other taking pictures through the mirror i'm like great i don't have to stand in line but i've never seen anything like it like it's just so so the epitome of la you know at it's like the most superficial aspect so it's like an instagram background like in yeah, the bathroom? it's like it's just really pretty. The okay. whole restaurant and like there's a lot of flowers, really pretty colors. The the bathroom was really pretty, mm. so it's a good place for photos. I doesn't really think people went just to take photos, but I can guarantee you, we looked around all the tables. Everyone had their phones out and they were not talking to each other because <laughs> they were probably posting about you know having brunch with their besties without yep. actually talking to their besties. I feel like I've become that annoying person that takes photos of all my food. I've been oh, I do that. fine-tuning the art of food photography, but now I'm like, I remember making fun of people like that, and now I'm one of those people. You do you. You do you. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. As long as you're not asking me to take a picture of you posing with oh the food. God. Yes. In the bathroom. <laughs> there was, I went to the Tiled Steps in San Francisco a couple weeks Beautiful. ago. Yeah. And there were these people that were doing a full on Instagram photo shoot. And we were like, we need to walk around them. We're going to be here all day for waiting for them. I'm so glad there was no Instagram when I was in college oh my or God. high school. I, I can't think that would even just imagine. ruin my personality and self-confidence. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Well, well. This is totally not related to the question, but the question you will find entertaining, a question we've all entertained at some point in our lives, I think. Then the question is, is it okay to date a coworker? Oof. Okay, well, a little more context from, you know, the listener that wrote in about this. So she said, I've never done it before, nor have I had the desire to, and my overthinking brain can think of plenty of reasons not to shit where I eat. But recently, <laughs> I have been feeling some sort of vibes from a coworker. Mm. This is someone I don't see every day. Because of the pandemic, we have different schedules, and we only see each other roughly once a week. Um, but earlier this year, I suddenly started feeling vibes from him. Heart face emoji. Um, <laughs> vibes. Someone then, has a crush. The thing is, I sometimes have trouble telling if it's just someone being friendly or if the mm. vibes I'm sensing are actually real. Because we're adults and I believe that if there were interest, he would be direct about it. Or rather, I'd like him to be direct about it. And while I still enjoy having my little crush, I'd love to have some forward movement. Mm. Crush at the workplace is very fun when you're physically going. <laughs> into the office because then you don't know when your crush is going to you know, be in the kitchen, around the water mm -hmm. cooler. But in a virtual world, it's kind of strange because your chances of seeing them is very intentional. You know when you're going to see your crush. You know, I was actually thinking that a virtual world would maybe make dating a coworker easier because, <laughs> you know, the shit where you eat, that's a very real concern. To have to go in, let's say things turn sour. Let's say you date, everything gets off to the right 
foot. Or even if it doesn't, let's say you're even like tell the person you're interested and they don't return the sentiment. Either way, it's gonna be fucking awkward to have to go into work every single day and see this person. See yeah. So if you're in a virtual world and you see them once a week, if if even, and you can maybe even adjust your schedule that you see them zero, I think it's so much less awkward. And then also if you date, you know, you could just be in the same house on different computer screens and yeah, people wouldn't even know that you were dating. But also it could, even if you're at your own home, it doesn't feel like you're spending every day together when you're only popping up on Zoom every once in a while. It's a little harder to develop a, yes. a relationship, I guess. I think in in person, the office romances I've seen have always been at office holiday parties mm, or the after work. Comes in. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of, you know, you get in that context of like being flirtatious. But over Zoom, it's a little bit harder to flirt, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think the idea of dating coworkers is not a new concept. This is how people used to date and marry before mm-hmm. the internet because that is your network. So it kind of makes sense if you have feelings for a coworker because you've seen them more than once and you can develop that attraction over time. And also at work, it's kind of fun to see coworkers of how they react in, ter- in different situations, like how they handle pressure, mm-hmm. how they handle leadership, how they handle presentations. And sometimes those scenarios can make someone a lot more more attractive too. So let's talk about the legal aspect. A lot of companies do have a policy where you can't directly, you can't date your direct report. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. It does affect your reviews and compensation, all of it. There could be lawsuits. But I think companies, at least in China, a lot of the companies actually prefer that you date each other because it keeps you longer at that company. Studies show that people who get into relationships with their coworkers and eventually get married stay at a company twice as long as a some, someone who didn't date a coworker. So I believe that, but what happens when it goes sour? I'd want to yeah. get the fuck out ASAP. So I feel like that stat yeah. only works if like it goes really well. <laughs> then the question is, how much do you like your job? <laughs> Okay, so my take on this is I feel like when I was early in my career, I worked at Yahoo in Boston, and so many couples came out of that office. Mm. Like people that got married, people that were just hooking up. I admit I've hooked up with a coworker or two, and <laughs> or you know. Two. <laughs> Or three, I'll stop there. But yes, it was a prominent thing in this office. It was very incestual, which, you know, was good, obviously, for the people that got married. I mean, clearly, it's someone that Mm -hmm. you have common interests with, you have similar ambition and drive. Like, there's a lot of, again, reasons why it works. I feel like for the people it didn't necessarily work out with, it got a little, like, gossipy and awkward. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it wasn't like the end of the world, but I remember, okay, this is going to sound really bad but i'll say it anyways so i hooked up with this guy that was an intern but he actually was older than me so he was not like young intern like a b-school intern no like he was like a six or seven year college student okay never mind so I remember, though, I had to like give him a project to do, like a really shitty project. And I was like, I do not want to have to do this. But I can't tell my manager, yeah. like, I slept with this guy, so I can't right. give him this project. So anyways, oh 
<laughs> but there was also just like it did get a little like high school vibe, collegey, like that I didn't love. Anyways, I'm not gonna go too much into that. I think where it's changed is the Me Too era. Like I feel mm-hmm. like you just don't hear as many couples that are meeting at work. And this is pre-pandemic, nothing to do with the pandemic. Because now if you hit on someone at work and it doesn't go your way, you are now a sexual harasser. And I think there's a lot of risk that comes with that, right? So this person that wrote in is kind of expecting that this guy is going to make the move. I would say if you're interested, it's almost like you should make the move because I think men, especially hetero men, are very gun shy to make a move at work. So I don't know if it's any indication if this person's interested or not. If they haven't, I think we also need to be aware of just the climate that we're into. Yes. So how do you move something like this forward? I've seen Mm -hmm. this done where you, it's almost important that you have some sort of IRL event. So maybe you gather a group, a small group of your coworkers to go out for happy hour or to go on a hike. So you're in a small intimate group, four to six people. And when you're in that group and your crush is there, you focus your attention on him and you start talking to him and maybe Mm -hmm. just throw around like you, I I don't, I never see you in person now that we're virtual. We should do a one-on-one, like a Zoom one-on-one, you know, just to catch up. And then you can take it, you can do the online, offline, online, just go kind of ping pong back and forth and just developing that connection. That way it's low stakes. You haven't said anything. I don't think it's necessary to be like, I have feelings for you. You're still sussing it out yourself and they probably are too. And both of you are probably scared (laughs) of what this could be if it didn't turn out the way you wanted to. So just take it baby steps and just ping pong back and forth between online and offline. I think this is going to be a longer game. You're doing the long game here versus dating apps where you meet, decide if you're going to date or not. This is definitely one that needs to play out. I do think, though, you know, right where we are right this minute with going back to the office but still not being fully back, people are ripe for connection. So people are very down to do happy hours right now. So I think the next time that you two are on the same day shift, make that happen. Like, I think people are going to be receptive as long as there's advance notice. And, you know, you'll also see, like, clearly he might have plans that are unrelated, but if he's totally down to go get happy hour, then that's a good side, right? So I think you'll be able Mm -hmm. to understand a little from the reactions, not to say like, if he can't one time, it means that he's not. But the more you can do these, like you were saying, just subtle ways to hang out. And you'll see like, is this person down to do it? Do they always have some excuse of why they can't do it? If you do the one on one, is it all about like work stuff? Do they never deviate from work? Those might be signs. Also, like, what is this person's status? Do you know for sure they're single? Yeah. Because I personally don't know if a lot of my coworkers are single or not. I have no idea. Yeah, or what sexual preference? Right. I have. I, like, I have There's no idea. so many factors. Yeah, no idea. Okay, let's hold that thought for a few messages. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow. It 
will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey. And yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Seeing someone outside of work can really change the context. So I think that's you know very important thing to do. But one <laughs> word of caution, and I've seen this happen. I've never 
I've never been victim to this, thank God. But don't tell any of your coworkers that you have a crush on this person. Yes, Just don't. Don't do it. That's how gossip starts. Oh, God. And it's going to ruin everything for you. So just keep it to yourself. Just tell us at Dateable Podcast. (laughs) These are the only people that need to know, but do not tell your coworkers. I'm really glad you said that because I feel like that's just going to make it feel like high school again. Yes. Like that's what you want to avoid, like the gossip circle. You know, I definitely had coworkers at my current company that they don't work there anymore, but they did date for a while and it was very under wraps. Like no one really knew Mm. for a long time until they were serious, like living together serious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think if the was to progress like having those types of conversations with your partner there's another couple they were actually a couple before they worked here though and they would be on the same calls and they would be in separate rooms because they live together but they didn't want to seem like unprofessional where they're like on video calls together you know so i think it if you are going to date someone in the workplace expect it to be different your relationship you're not going to be pda you're not going to be like declaring your love as much because there's a lot of these factors out there and you almost have to preempt the coming out announcement uh you kind of like when you get to a place you feel serious enough about each other you just start telling people Mm -hmm. get ahead of it don't let people gossip or guess what's happening why are you guys showing up at the office together or on the same zoom call (laughs) together just get ahead of it yeah i had this happen when i was dating a coworker, and when we dtr'd we told everyone like just so y'all know so you don't stop guessing you know, stop gossiping. We are dating. And then everybody shut up because once you tell them, it's no yeah. longer gossip and it's like not interesting news for them. <laughs> Wait, when did you date a coworker? Like in New York? When I was in Beijing. Oh, Beijing. Okay. Yes. Yes. And it was a very gossipy group because it's like expats. Everyone's young and single. Wait, was this the guy so, you live with or someone different? No. Okay. Separate. Okay. It was a like, very short-lived relationship. But when we DTR'd, we were like, let's just tell everyone. And then they stopped talking about us. Okay. So short-lived was it awkward after? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. It wasn't awkward because people knew. I think people only get awkward if they don't think you know that they know. So they're trying to hide the fact that they know. But if everybody knows, like whatever. Oh my God. I just thought of something really embarrassing that happened to me. Uh I'm going to do like a quick sidebar on this. I know this is not not the, the advice that anyone's looking for, but we had a holiday party when I worked at Yahoo back in the day. This was like, I don't know, a couple years out of college. And this is the one that was just a total gossip mill and Everyone was hooking up with everyone. So we had our holiday party. That's when a lot of the shit would get to go down. Oh, because that's when people get party. drunk and like all the stuff happens. Again, different climate that we're in today for many reasons, pandemic and then yes. even pre-pandemic. This was, I would say, a good 15 years ago. <laughs> so anyways, um, holiday party happens. Somehow I end up leaving with this guy like that I've okay. haven't really even like talked to all that much. We had like a few interactions at work, but nothing crazy. And at the time, my roommate was a fellow like coworker of mine. Oh, and no. her boyfriend was a coworker. So it was super incestuous. And we're on the way back to my place, like in a cab. This is before Ubers. This was this long ago. I was hammered. I get out of the cab. Like I stop the cab because in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I'm bringing this guy back to like them. Like this is so bad. Like I don't even know what I'm doing. And now they're going to like see this. Yeah. Yeah. So I tell the car to stop. I get out of the cab 
no context of like where I am. I'm like four blocks from my house. And then I'm just like lost. I see a cab coming back. So I hail it. I opened the door. It was a minivan. So I opened the door, sliding door. He's there because it was the same cab that just turned Shut around. And he's up. like, oh, you changed your mind. And I slam the cat the door. <laughs> and the next, I was so mortified. The next day was one of those moments I woke up and I was like, oh, you know, nothing bad happened last night. And I like went to get on the like T, the public transport in Boston to go to work. And I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like oh, it shit. all came back. <laughs> And I remember seeing him that day and I was like, so awkward. And then I went out with my friends that night and he was at the bar and I was again, super fucking awkward because I had no like communication skills at all back then. So I was just like ran away. Like I ran from this guy multiple times. It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't sleep with him. So I didn't. I didn't. Good thing. I guess. I don't know. Anyways, there was a lot of, I could go on all day of all the stories that happened back at this job. But I think, yeah, I think the the world has changed a lot because I don't know, like, I just, did you hear as many of these, like, let's get drunk at holiday parties and hook up? I feel like that's not, not the world like that, that we're in anymore. I mean, my, my coworkers still ask me if they can hug me, you know, like, exactly. everything is consensual. It's very like, different. There's, there's no way. And even, even when we do go out drinking, it's not, nobody's no. getting hammered. And if like a guy, like, I remember there was this guy at work that like would like touch women's backs and everyone thought he was like the creeper. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't flirty and nice. It was like this guy's super creepy. So super I think creepy. we're in a different world. We need to recognize where we are. I mean, that being said, I think like if the connection is there, you should shoot your shot like i think you said it how important is this job to you that's probably the ultimate question i mean one of my old managers he ended up uh marrying a girl that reported to him so it does happen i mean that's clearly like you know you need like approval and stuff but ultimately okay they both left like they're just like look there's a dime a dozen tech companies we don't need to work here No. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point, too, is you can always find a job, but finding your life partner is not that easy. So which one do you prioritize more? And it doesn't mean that if things go sour, you're going to leave this job. It's not going to be that dramatic. Just you have to weigh out your options a little bit before moving forward. But I don't see anything wrong with giving a little nudge here and there and, you know, giving that giving that sign of interest just to start. Yeah. It's so it's so hard because I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I agree with you on some level. It's like, yeah, this person could be your soulmate, but they also could blow up in a week. And then like, it wasn't worth it. You know, it's just so hard to tell in jobs too. like, yeah, you could find another job. It really just depends on you and your industry and what you do. There's so many factors that we can't give like blanket advice for that. But I think it's weighing all the factors and then letting something progress over time. So when you are taking a risk, it's more of a calculated one that's what i would say like don't shoot a shot blind and they're like if you're hetero they're like i'm gay like men you know although that'd probably just be funny they would be like i don't care but yeah i think just being more careful about it but there's nothing i I think it's just you know figuring out what your feelings are and then developing a connection and seeing if there's a connection worth pursuing farther right i mean just like any kind of dating if you do decide this it doesn't have to be like i want to get married to you you know like you can know ease in on what it is that you're actually saying to this person that it's not that big a deal if they were to reject you quote unquote yeah yeah okay so dating a co-worker yay or nay what's your consensus 
Yay! Yay! Ish. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm kind of a middle ground. <laughs> I think it, again, I'll go back to our takeaway. It's a calculated risk. Know that it's the long game. Really assess your situation. But if everything checks out and you think it's worth it, then yeah, of course, this could be a very viable prospect. Don't expect instant results. And I think, again, the idea of the man pursuing in a hetero world may be outdated because of Me Too, not to be Mm -hmm. blamed. Mm -hmm. Oh, another way to do this, I just thought of this, is if you see them on an app, swipe on them. And if you match, you kind of get an answer there, right? that's that's ideal. Right, that's that's ideal. But if you, I don't know, like I, I think that would be the best scenario. But I think also a lot of coworkers are afraid to mm-hmm. swipe on each other on apps. But see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think you could even just bring up dating, like more like instead of I want to date you, like mm-hmm. just bring up dating so they know that one you're single, and yeah. then you can also see their reaction if they're like, yeah, I live with my partner. Then you don't need to yeah. waste any more time, right? Or yeah. you can plot how you're going to break them up. Just kidding. <laughs> Julie, you're now sounding like a friend of ours. Oh my God, yes. Try to introduce us to a married man. <laughs> She's like, I have a viable, and I think it was like someone in her professional network too. Yes, She's like, I have a viable prospect for you. This is when both UA and I were single. She's like, only problem, he's married with three kids. We're like, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we were like, is he getting a divorce or something? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like, think about his marriage. This is not a viable prospect for either one of us. Thank you. This is the least viable prospect. Yeah. I'd rather date a coworker outright than <laughs> date this man who's married with three kids. I but think thanks. the best bet, though, would be your friend's coworker. That's, oh, that's a solid always, decision. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that you don't shit where you eat, but they get the seal of approval. That would be good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Industry conferences, that's another good one. You know, people that are in your world, but not in your direct world. Yeah. If anybody listened to our main episode this week, it's about a family of three co-parenting one child, Mm -hmm. and the three of them all met separately at conferences. Yeah. So maybe that's a little inspiration for you. Maybe it's not your direct coworker, but someone in your industry. All right, cool. We got it. Thanks for sending in the questions. We would love to ha- get more questions. We love all the questions you've all sent in. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast. Okay, see you next week. Bye, y'all. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at datablepodcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.